Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and internet history. But I want to start getting paid. I want to start making heavyweight money. Pedro Fernandez. You know, I'm just excited. Uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Yes, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Often, often imitated, but never duplicated. <laughs> Bottom line is we've been kicking ass 37 plus years now. Welcome to the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Once again, my name is Pedro Fernandez. In this hour, of course, we're talking boxing and mixed martial arts. We'll bring in boxing's P-A-C, that's P, little H, and a D. I'm talking about Socrates Palmer. He'll be here in a couple of minutes. Of course, we are just hours away from the welterweight showdown. Kel Brook coming to us from the U.K., unbeaten lad for a while there until he stepped up to middleweight. An ill-advised uh, move on my part. I said, man, if he goes up to 160, he can get really hurt. Moving up 13 pounds. He did. He did get really hurt. Had a couple of facial bones broken. Of course, came back, had one more fight after that. Lost to Earl Spence. Bottom line is, he's not looking this good coming in as a 4-1 to underdog tonight against Terrence Crawford. Of course, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska's only star. Bottom line is, he's undefeated, but he's not a superstar. You've got to do something. You've got to have people on your resume worthy of the Hall of Fame, I think, before you can enter the Hall of Fame. Bottom line is, Terrence Crawford is not there yet, and he knows it. Ryan Garcia in the news this week. Luke Campbell, of course. Uh, not being able to come across the pond and fight for that fight December the 5th. Of course, they were going to hook it up for 12 rounds down there in L.A., I think at one of the Fox studios or some kind of studio. The bottom line is the fight's not going to take place. And at the end of the day, Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell will hook it up in January. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, boxing's PhD Socrates Palmer on Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885-800-603-0885-800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877 360 Notorious B.I.G. Why am I skipping on this one? Bottom line is, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, coming to you live from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. You know, having grown up in an era where welterweight names were like Thomas Hearns and who I thought was the best of them all, believe it or not. I thought he was better than Ray Leonard. I thought that the fight with Sugar Ray, of course, and Tommy Hearns that went down September 18th, September of uh, 1981. I thought that fight should have went the other way. What I mean by that is, had Tommy been the hitman, had he really came out and tried to hurt Ray Leonard, that fight would have been over with in like three or four rounds. Instead, he came out and tried to box Ray Leonard psychologically 
he, he like Marvin Hagler did the same thing. He came out and tried to outbox. You don't outbox Sugar Ray. He doesn't have that name for nothing. I mean, he was no, he wasn't saccharine. This is the real deal. Okay, you don't outbox Sugar Ray. But all these guys tried to outbox Sugar Ray. And of course, Tommy Ernst tried it for six rounds and was doing pretty good until the sixth round, until he got his rib cracked by a body shot. And that was the fight was like basically went the other way from that point forward. Of course, Hearns would lose in the 14th round. Referee Davey Pearl would stop it. Now, those are two of the greatest welterweights of all night. Maybe number one and number two, as I don't rate Sugar Ray Robinson as a welterweight. Still, you've got welterweights today that are unbeaten. But are they great? I mean, unbeaten doesn't get you in the Hall of Fame, or does it in today's boxing world? Is the boxing world that diluted in today's world of four or five different champions, of course, with sanctioning bodies uh, going crazy? All right, is the boxing world that diluted that, that we can look at some of these fighters and say they're great even though they haven't beat a great fighter yet? Okay. For that point, we'll bring in, for the, to get a question and the answer. We'll bring in boxing's PhD. I'm talking about Socrates Palmer coming to us from the Bronx. Sock, can you be a great fighter, a Hall of Fame fighter, and not beat a Hall of Fame fighter? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, you know what? The Hall of Fame in boxing... Uh, I, I'm not as stringent, in t- you know, like the way I am with like other sports. Just for the fact that 90% of the fighters, you know, years after they're 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 stopped fighting, I mean, they don't have much. And if you could, you know, kind of give them that moniker of Hall of Famer, and, and they can make some money afterwards, you know. So I'm not as strict, but I don't want. That's not answering your question. Though, so I'm sorry. Um, I would say <laughs> it depends how you do it. It depends how you do it because, I mean. Uh, Benito Lopez, right? Uh, who who jumps out on his? You know, there's no Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's considered the, the one, the, the, the one, the one guy. The one guy that does jump out on his resume, Rosendo Alvarez, beat him. There you go. There you go. The one exactly. The one guy that stands out is the one fight that he probably got a gift. You know. So it, you know, I, you know. Uh, I, I may give him some heat. I got into a debate with a good friend of mine, Scott Schaefer, once. Jeff Fennick. Is Jeff Fennick a Hall of Famer? You know what I mean? Like so, Arturo Gatti. You know, I guess you can. It, it depends on the the the, the, the intangible that you bring in the ring. Those guys like Fennick, Gatti, they gave 100%. You know, guys that were ballsy, great TV fighters, and had personas outside of the ring. So I, I would probably lean yes. You know, Fennick had Fennick did some Flintstone vitamins, some early versions of Flintstone vitamins, and I think that, that sort of like when... He couldn't recover. His body broke down, and that was it. Bottom line is Jeff Fennick, though, a great guy. You know, just for a second there, talk about a guy that went to Vegas and, and got a blackjack and ended up losing the heart, the can't, the hand. Of course, I'm talking about, I think it was that June of 1989 card against Azuma Nelson. I think it was on the Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns undercard. And, um, I mean, Azuma Nelson came in, and he got beat. I mean, he said he had this, he had this. I don't care what kind of excuses you're talking about. But the bottom line is Jeff Fennick won that fight going away that night, and they called it a draw. And I was with Fennick after the fight, and I could see that his heart was broken. And there was nothing, I don't think there was anything that ever, I don't think there was anything ever that could fill that, that void in his heart at that point in time. I mean, Saki had to be there to see it, man. It was like, and then, of course, he, he never messed around with drugs before, before that. And then he got, he, he, anyway, bottom line is, it turned his life into a downward spiral, getting a 17 when he should have been a 21. Yeah, I mean, that's the side, you know, people, you know, scream bloody murder when there's a bad decision, and, and you know, we're all pissed off, but psychologically, it's the damage it does to a fighter sometimes. Um, 
people have no idea the 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 effort that takes in you know that, that a fighter puts his body through in camp, you know, the sacrifices he makes, you know, from his family and his personal. I mean, think about just just think about not having sex. Who doesn't like having sex? You know, like abstinence alone. I mean, and dieting and, and just the, the training, and then to get you know to to leave it all in the ring, and then to get screwed at the end. You know how you know a lot of guys recover. Um, some guys do. Um, Marvin Hagler won, I believe. He was uh, he, he he got screwed in um, the first time he went for a title, but he recovered. You know, um, Pernell Whitaker. Uh, he his first loss to Jose Luis Ramirez. You know, so the great ones do recover. But for others, you know, you really have to have a tough mindset, you know, to go forward after that. Frankie Randall. Frankie Randall, yeah. look what happened to him. He beats Chavez at his prime and, and then uh, ends up getting the, the shaft in a rematch. They ended up calling some type of butt. They pulled in some, some WBC rule where they took a point away from him because the other guy was cut. And all. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. And they're going, man, what's going on? And, of course, you know, Frankie sort of, fell by the wayside as well. In other words, you can't, re- it's, I don't, I can't get it across via the radio or even in person, the feeling of what it's like to take the elevator to the penthouse and then realize you're in the outhouse. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's the worst feeling in the world. I mean, I remember one time, all right, I remember one time we were in, 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 in Richmond, California, and I beat this guy almost to death. Okay, almost to death. And I mean, it was bad. I was saying to myself, man, I was feeling bad. Hit him with these body shots. I could hear, uh, uh, he was like, what? So they gave him the fight. They gave him the fight on the split decision. I, I was like, I was like mind boggled, man. But I went home that night. It was like that was the first time I'd ever, ever got shafted. I went home that night and I cried. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And then when we looked at the videotape later, my coach had the videotape. I looked at the videotape. I won every round clearly. You know what I'm saying? But because I guess I had a style that worked the body and then I was working body shots, maybe the judges didn't like that. But at the end of the night, I went home and I cried. I was a grown man, man. Listen, people think there's politics in, 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 in professional boxing. Amateur boxing, oh, my God. You have no idea who's, you know, whose nephew you're fighting. You know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the best way I could say is I remember Emmanuel Stewart said in the, on the broadcast, Every fight should end in a knockout. <laughs> okay. And in, some instances, uh, and in some instances, you better hope the ref knows how to count to 10. You know, so. That's a good point. We're talking about boxing's true PhD. I'm talking about Socrates Palmer coming to us, of course, from the Bronx. Um, well, I guess we might as well touch on the subject just for a second. Um, how's New York City handling this latest COVID surge? Uh, well, you know what? Right now, it's kind of just wait and see. Um, the mayor, uh, uh, de Blasio, said that um, that they may really wait to the very last minute to decide if schools are going to go completely remote. Um, that's kind of like the like the um, where everyone's kind of looking towards. Uh, recently, yeah, actually yesterday, Friday, everything at ten o'clock that's deemed non-essential is supposed to close. So bars, restaurants, so. You know, it, it seems like they're handling it the same way that they did back a few months back, back a few months ago when the pandemic first hit. But what I'm noticing is there's more resistance. I think people are starting to kind of question whether or not, 
it's a um, it's proper uh, it's, it's proper prevention. Like you know, it, we did it once. The numbers go up. Uh, it, it, we, it's the right solution. So you, you see more resistance from people, and and not just people in the media, social media, just regular folks. You know, you see them in the gym. People that own businesses, they're not you know taking kindly to it. But they didn't do it. But 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 here's what's up. If you didn't do it right the first time, what are you trying to? T- I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't done right the first time. I think only half the country shut down the first time, and and didn't even half the country go to a mask initially. The bottom line is, you know, we need to come together and do things as a whole, or at least as a as a giant majority. I mean, good lord, man. Anyway, we change subjects. We change subjects back to the sport of boxing. The bottom line is, COVID is here and it's here to stay. Um, you are tuned to. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, this is the Saturday edition. Of course, that features boxing's true PhD, Mr. Socrates Bomber of the Bronx. We call him the Bronx Bomber. Bottom line is he's knocking out all bums every Saturday here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines around the planet. You can join us if you dare. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or get this. You can text us here in the studio. The Guilfree text line, the number... 1-415-275-1613. That's 1-415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, baby. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426 2301. Just what do you think of him as a fighter, huh? His footwork's lousy. He can't count a punch. His timing stinks. And he doesn't breathe properly. But you'll like him as a person. He has a nice smile. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Well, I'm here to talk to my lawyer on that one. Check it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 26 minutes past the hour. This is a Saturday show, of course, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and like a thousand other internet platforms. Or you can listen to this in a, a podcast form. Of course, there's a thousand different areas, we, a thousand different places on the web where our podcast is. But the bottom line is we have a great podcast at Anchor.com. You are tuned Anchor.fm, excuse me, Anchor.fm. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of box and MMA in just a few hours, of course. At the, uh, of course, they call it the bubble. Of course, Las Vegas, Nevada, no longer having big time arenas. This fight would have probably had maybe eight to ten thousand people to come see it. Maybe if they priced it right. I'm talking about, of course, Terrence Crawford, undefeated Omaha, Nebraska, good looking fighter. Of course, he's won the weight, weight classes uh, at 131 titles, 135, 140, and now 147 pounds. But he looks a bit small next to Kell Brook. Of course, Kell Brook a a welterweight title holder at one point in time that stepped up to 160 in ill-advised move, of course, but he made some money, stepped him up, made a million bucks, got his face broken by Gennady Golovkin, the then world middleweight champion, came back to 147, lost a fight with uh, Earl Spence. Of course, he's considered the best, allegedly, at 147. And now we have, uh, of course, this welterweight showdown with Crawford and Kel- Kelbrook. Kelbrook, 38-2. and two. Good-looking fighter at one point in time, but I think those beatings, I think they took their toll. I'm talking about more than one beating. Both beatings, of course, taking their toll, and the residual effects from combat sports, well, we just don't know. Bottom line is, this is what these guys had to say, both pre-weighing. No, all this uh, stuff that he's talking about, he's about to gain weight. Okay, we both about to gain weight. What, what did that mean? So, in other words, he started out by telling you, because he's always been a very big welterweight and in fact his last three fights took place at junior middleweight he started out by saying hey i'm i'm gonna be bigger than you like how did that beef start just now <laughs> he talked about uh, uh i told him to make the weight he made the weight now he's gonna fill up and i know i'm in a tough fight i said i don't care about none of that that you're talking about i'm gonna 
you up tomorrow. Yeah. We are on, um, we're not on premium pay cable, Terrence. I know you, you're bad, in a fight. I'm, I'm, you got get, me a little irritated. You got you're, you're in a fighting mood. I get it. I ne- you never hold, listen, for anyone out there watching, when there's a weigh-in, you never hold a fighter's attitude against them. They have been, and don't take anything they say, I won't take anything you say to me right now personally, bud, because they are in a fighting mood and they've been starving themselves. And there's Kel Brook. Um, Terrence, Kel Brook, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. What just, so, so Bud just told us that you started out by saying you were going to have a size advantage by ballooning up in weight after you just made the weight and that he told you he doesn't care. How did that start, according to you, that beef we just saw on stage? I don't think I started off by saying what size I'm going to blow up to. I think we were talking between, before that. You know, and I just I just brought that in. I'm a naturally bigger fighter, guy than him. He's wore he's wore these Air, Air Force uh, threes, I believe, all week, <laughs> and uh, to to give yourself a bit a bit an inch or two extra. I'm a naturally bigger guy. I come from lightweight up to welterweight. I've campaigned at middleweight, light middleweight. I'm a naturally bigger guy. You know, so. But I don't give. I don't I don't. I know you don't care. You don't matter. Five nine on five eight. What does it matter? It don't matter. But listen, (laughs) you know these weight categories for a reason. You're gonna Um, you're gonna feel. You know, listen. You know that. You're in my weight class now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're in my weight class. This is my weight class. This yeah. is my weight class. Yeah, you started off lighter than this. So it this, don't matter. This your, well, this is your weight class now. This has always right. been my weight class. You're right. This so, is my weight class now. When I entered it, it's mine. It's oh, mine. Right, yeah. It's, it's what, mine whatever, for like it said, Like it says, whatever it is, it is. We both won't, we're both weighed on the championship limit. We're going to replenish, refuel. And then the fans are in for a real a real firework night. That's all I can say. Let's I'm go. ready. You know, Terrence is ready. Let's lay it on the line, you know. All, all, all I can say is the fans are in for a treat because I know that he's up for it and he knows I'm up for it. So the fans are in for a treat to, you know, tomorrow night. Kel, how did, you fa- how did you find making 147 pounds after three fights at 54? I told you I'd make that. This is the easiest I've made it. I told you it's the easiest I've made it because I've been prepared for this fight. You know, I've, uh, you know, so there's no issue. I've been fueling myself good in training sessions. I've not. This is going to be a best version of me. So if he's thinking that I'm over the hill, this is the best version because I've been fueling myself through every session. You know, and I've come in bang on the limit. I've done everything professional for this fight because this is, this is, this is shit or bust for me. So I know 100% Kel Brook in there is going to take that title. So I'm giving it all. Everything you know, and I prepared unbelievably well. Just yeah. make sure you just make sure you write down all your words that you say. I am, you know. Listen, I've got no excuses. I'm 100 percent ready for this fight. Kel Brook and of course Terrence Crawford talking up tonight's fight on ESPN, ESPN Plus. Bottom line is, it's a fight worth watching. Of course, do we have a faded and a beaten warrior going up against a guy that's at the top of his game, or do we have a guy that jumps up a couple weight classes going up against a guy that's maybe coming down in weight? And of course, there's some way to meet and they're in the middle as far as talent and miles on the body. We'll find out tonight. Last week, I got to ask Boxing's PhD about this because he knows a little bit about, of course, Cuban heavyweights. Talk about. King Kong Ortiz, Luis King Kong Ortiz, now 32 and 2, 27 kills. Needed just 45 seconds to uh, take out a guy by the name of Alexander, not so great Flores, now 18 and 3. Was that the real deal or was that some type of scams, Sock? Well, I'm sure most of our audience knows that Flores translates to flowers. And Mr. Flores laid down like a flower. He, that was a dive. That was a dive worthy. L- listen, it made Greg Luganis blush. That was, and 
that was, you know, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, you know, it's 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 sad. I, I, you know, I wish the commission would investigate the legitimacy of it. I heard Lennox Lewis trying to uh, justify saying the, the, the floating rib or something ridiculous. I, listen, man, that's not dro- that shot is not <laughs> dropping a grown man, especially a professional fighter. A flo- the float, the floating rib. This is a new one. From- Wait a second. I've been around boxing a little bit. I don't remember. I don't ever remember a floating rib. No, my ribs never floated. You know, maybe some of the ribs you- I hit floated. Listen, if you got floating rib, you shouldn't be in the ring. <laughs> you know, I think I mean, that I, that was crazy. I mean, I say that Bruce Sheldon and Malik Scott, the the last three great dives. Uh, you know, when, when Malik Scott fought Deontay Wilder, those. Probably the three best dives in the heavyweight division um, in the last twenty years, and oh, and Clifford Atien also. He, he gets honorable mention. Okay, you know the uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's take Crazy. it from dives. Let's take it to dive from dives to prescription to predictions here. I'm putting you on the spot here. We've got a guy that's unbeaten against a guy that's lost two fights. Of course, there's some advantages for Kel allegedly in size, maybe in experience, and of course, uh, size. Uh, that size of size matters in two things: pornography and combat sports. This is boxing, and then you've got the other guy who's unbeaten. Um, really, has fought a decent slew of fighters, but nothing considered Hall of Famerish, Hall of Famerish, or anything like that. I mean, when the fact he's spent his last couple of years calling out Manny Pacquiao doesn't say a whole lot about Terence Crawford. Now, Crawford's admitted he hasn't fought a five-star opponent yet. He's taken on Kell Brook tonight. He's not really a five, or is Kell Brook a five-star opponent? I think at one point he was, you know, in boxing is not necessarily who you fight, but when you fight them. Um, and as we all know, the MVP, the most valuable person of a, of a promotional company is the matchmaker. Uh, if this fight happens pre Golovkin, I think Kell Brook is a big favorite, you know, um, because like, like we was said earlier, he's the natural welterweight. Um, but he is uh, a fighter that, has been busted up, you know. Um, he fought Golovkin gallantly. I mean, he, you know, he chased the money. He chased the glory. I think it was probably more glory than money because, I mean, he could have easily made easy paydays in England fighting his mandatories and whatnot. But, you know, he chased glory, fought Golovkin, actually had his moments in that fight. But uh, his face was rearranged, literally. And then... Less than well, it was about a, almost uh, I think nine months later, and uh, he fought uh, Errol Spence, and mm-hmm. Errol Spence, the fresher fighter, you know, once again matchmaking, okay. you know, his team, R- R- Al Heyman, took him. Yeah, real know, quick, sock, right sock, with, running up, mm-hmm. running up on a hard break here. Give Devin okay. Haney a grade last week. Oh wow, you got to do better than that, son. I mean, a grade. I I, I got to send him to summer school, and I know we're exactly. in, you know, we're only in November. Thank you. But that, he didn't impress me at all. You got to take so out mu- a forty-year-old. Didn't even didn't even really didn't drop. I mean, the bottom line, he was talking about four knockdowns. I don't think he got one. At the end of the night, though, he was a winner. Of course, now twenty-five and zero takes his place in the uh, upper echelon of the lightweight division with an asterisk next to. Him. Of course, he is the email champion. Sock, you are the PhD of boxing. I thank you so much for your time. We feel honored each week to have you here, bro. Pedro, the honor and the pleasure is mine sharing the airways with you, sir. Have a great you weekend. Are tuned to, the, great, the great Socrates Palmer. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5560 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5560. Enjoy! Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I'm getting tired of people running from me in the ring. Mike Tyson, uh, Holyfield, you a bunch of bums. Stand up and be a man and fight a real fighter. You know, I remember cutting an interview live on national television. It actually went around the world on FNM Sports. Wow, that was 1989. We were in, uh, in Galveston, Texas. Texas, George Foreman had just beat up J.B. Williamson, the former light heavyweight, a cruiserweight title holder, moving up, of course, George on the comeback trail, trying to grapture that world heavyweight championship a second time. Of course, this was uh, before his ill-fated fight with uh, Vander Holyfield. Of course, he would lose that one and then come back and knock out Michael Moore a few years later. The bottom line is history. Ring Talk Live Worldwide we'll get to it in just a second. Now, let's touch on the world of mixed martial arts. Carl, talk about the USC, of course. USC fight night going down the 7th, of course, at the Apex Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Glover area. 
one of the not so good looking guys in the world of mixed martial arts. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's got some ears I don't like. You know, listen, those guys get those MMA ears, those cauliflowered ears, and they just look gnarly. I don't know if I told you one time I was uh, standing next to Randy Cortu doing some television, the former USC light heavyweight and heavyweight champion. I was standing next to him, and his ear was so mangled that I couldn't stand on that side of him and broadcast. I started the broadcast or the tape event, and then I said I had to switch sides. And the producer didn't get it. The producer said, what do you do? Said, let me change sides. Or I'd rather have you done that. Let me change sides. That's why I had to change sides. That ear was like nasty, gnarly. Anyway, Glover Texaria stopped uh, Thiago Santos. Of course, both UFC veterans to an extent, no doubt about that. Both come to us from Brazil. Uh, submission rear naked choke. 149 into round number three. Andrea Lasky, the former world heavyweight champion, according to the USC, USC title holder, beat Tanner Bozer, a unanimous nod across the board, 29-28. He was a 3-1 to underdog there. Outside of that, the rest of the card was sort of ho-hum, except for the fact that Jan Izzoen uh, beat Claudia Gardella in unanimous nod, 29-28. That was a close fight. You know, chicks always give it up. I mean, I don't mean it that way. But chicks always give it up when it comes to to, to the world of the USC and the world of MMA, you will. I, I've never seen a adult women's MMA fight. They just they come out and they go and they go 100 miles an hour. Or they go as fast as they can because they know they've got something to prove, not only to themselves but to everybody watching. Because you know when people tune in, oh god, girls are gonna fight. Oh god, oh god, I don't want to watch girls. Stuff like you know that's the attitude, right? And then you see, whoa, they've got skills. I mean, they've got skills, man. Give the women their props. Bottom line is women making a move in the world of mixed martial arts, unlike the world of boxing. Why don't women make a uh, move in the world of boxing? Why aren't they entertaining? The size of the gloves. I mean, if you're going to put the same size of a glove on a woman as you are on a man at 147 pounds, guess what? She's not going to be able to get the leverage and the power on a punch that the man can get on it. It's just it ain't going to happen, okay? And, of course, in the world of mixed martial arts, they've got four-ounce gloves, and that basically says everybody's a puncher. I mean, you get hit with a four-ounce glove with the wrapping basically all around just the knuckle and the uh, wrist. Guess what? You're probably going to go somewhere. Those those gloves hurt, folks. I wouldn't even want to be thinking about getting hit by that. Bottom line is another card tonight on ESPN+. Plus. USC is going with uh, another card from Vegas, Paul Felder. A lightweight contender going against Rafael Dos Anjos, a former lightweight champion. Of course, he's from down under. I'm talking about Brazil. Uh, Abdul uh, Razak in a co-feature versus Chaos Williams. They're going to do a catchweight at 172.5. Evidently, one guy didn't make weight there. And, of course, there's a women's starweight fight on the card. Uh, women, Ashley Yoder is going to take on Miranda Granger. These women really hook it up. No doubt. I mean, you got to give women their props in the world of mixed march. They come to fight, man. They come to fight. Unlike, but wh- why do I do all- you know what? Listen, I mean, think about this. When you look at women's boxing, and right now, look at women's boxing. I mean, Clarissa Shields, she's called like the best ever in this kind of stuff. What's what's good about Clarissa Shields? She can box a bit. Yeah, she won some amateur titles. And I mean, you got to give her some props. But as a professional fighter, she brings nothing to the dance. I mean, absolutely nothing to the dance. She can't punch. And if you can't punch, what are you doing in a ring? I mean, not too many people have succeeded in the world of combat sports without being able to instill fear in somebody. In other words, I wouldn't be afraid of uh, Clarissa Shields outboxing me because she's not going to hurt me outboxing me. But, you know, you worry about getting a knockout. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Clarissa Shields is there to be there to be taken. Somebody said she was the greatest woman of all, greatest female fighter of all time the other day. And I almost wanted to um, puke. But the bottom line is I'll leave that as it is. Anyway, USC rocking and rolling tonight, of course, as well as Tom, Terrence Crawford and uh, – uh, Kel Brook going in that main event on ESPN. So ESPN, if you've got the app, 
you got it going on. I mean, you've got ESPN, you got it going on. You got boxing and USC both tonight on ESPN. And guess what? If you just paid for the app, you're not paying for the uh, fights. Uh, check out some boxing history. November 12th, 1982. It was the Orange Bowl. Florida. I mean, one hell of a fight, no doubt about that. I mean, they 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 really did their thing. I'm talking about, of course, Aaron Pryor and Alexis Arguello. Both guys have passed on. Of course, Alexis Arguello, the three-division champion, 126, 130 pounds, and then 135. Of course, that was probably his peak in my mind. And, of course, beating Jim Watt for the championship in 1980 at 135 pounds, defending that title a few times against some yeah, so 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 type of guys. Nobody was no big names there. And of course he had to step up to 140. He wanted that fourth title and to beat Aaron Pryor. This was a big challenge for him. But going into that fight, there were demons, uh there were devils working in the uh Aaron Pryor corner. And I'm not sure that Aaron Pryor was part of this, but then again I think about it, maybe how could he not be part of it? Because I'll tell you why. This is the way it went down. Okay. They wrapped Aaron Pryor's hands. They wrapped his hands once in some light wrapping. And then they wrapped it again in plaster of Paris. Okay. And then they wrapped it again in some light wrappings. And then they had the inspector come and inspect the hands. And the guy says, oh, yeah, the hand wraps are good. The hand wraps are good. Then they sprayed uh, Pryor's hands, so I've been told, with water. And this made the plaster of Paris get hard. In other words, in other words those, those nice little soft you know, wraps that he had around his hands are supposed to protect his hands. Well, they're now casts. I'm like cast, you know, when you break your arm, I'm talking C A S T S, cast. Okay, um, it's like a brick. Okay, and you look at that fight and you watch how Arguello was busted up the way he was. He had never been busted up in close to what 80 fights before that. Never been busted up. I mean, fighting with four ounce gloves down there in the south of the border in South America and in Mexico. I think he fought with four ounce gloves. I think he defended a 126 pound title. He told me with a four ounce glove at one point in time. So, I mean, think about that. He's fighting with four ounce gloves. He never gets marked up yet. He fights Aaron Pryor and gets destroyed. And then what I think the telltale sign on that one was what, you know, it would be not too soon, not too, uh, not too, not too much after that, not too much later where, uh, Panama Lewis, who was Aaron Pryor's cornerman that night, was caught stake, taking the padding out of Luis Resto's gloves and putting, wrapping his hands in plaster of Paris for that Madison Square Garden card, June of 1983, of course, topped by Roberto Duran beating Davey Moore. But that was a crime. Of course, I thought it was like attempted murder. That's what they should have been charged with. I think they were charged with assault. But both guys went to jail. I'm talking about Luis Resto and Panama Lewis. But the fight with Pryor and Arguello was... November, the prior November, down at the Orange Bowl, there was no athletic commission per se. The Florida Athletic Commission was like impotent, to say the least. I mean, they, they didn't have any power. And people say to me, well, man, you talk a lot of smack. You know, you're trying to bring the guy down because he you beat your guy. I said, listen, both these guys were my friends. Both Aaron Pryor and Alexa, where I had relationships with both these guys. I consider them both nice, both, both nice men when they weren't on drugs. When they were on drugs, it was a different story. But the bottom line is, it was no dog in prior in this one. It's just the way it was. And this is the way Panama Lewis did things, okay? And taking the stuffing out of Pryor's gloves, people say to me, how can you say that? I said, okay, show me the gloves. And they say, what? I said, well, show me the gloves. Where are the gloves? Now, I don't know where the gloves are. Exactly. The gloves disappeared before the fight was called. In other words, before that ring announcer, whoever it was, and I said, the time and the round and that kind of good stuff. And the November 1982 card, of course, before I announced the decision, the gloves had disappeared. Pryor's hands were, uh, were wrapped, but the, the wraps were still on, but the gloves had disappeared, okay? The reason why the gloves disappeared, because Bill Miller went looking for him. That was Arguello's agent. He wanted to see the gloves. The gloves weren't to be found. Of course, Arguello's agent, Bill Miller, 
I think he sort of put the the tip uh, to Billy Collins' father that something might be amiss with the gloves. Of course, Collins' father went after the gloves after the Billy Collins Luis Resto fight in June of 1983, found that they were he was touching knuckles. He was touching knuckles. So the bottom line is, you know, he wrapped his hands in casts and he took the padding out of the gloves. I think Arguello was beaten up that way in November of 1982. And as far as his special bottle is concerned, I'm going to settle this one forever, okay? The special mix, the one I mix, this kind of stuff. And that's what I keep hearing when people say to me, you know, the Aaron Pryor or Alexis Arguello fight, it was all boils down to the special bottle. Yeah, that may have had something to do with it, but I got news for you. When you're beating on somebody with your bare hands, and they're wrapped in casts, plaster of Paris pack casts, uh, cast, you're going to do some damage like that. There's just absolutely no, I mean, absolutely no way about, no, no doubt about that. At the end of the day, our gray was damaged forever. He never recovered psychologically from that. He just never did. I think the fact that he went out there and he got himself in the best physical condition he can get into as a boxer, but he just wasn't strong enough, I think, to deal with prior at 140. As for the special bottle in the mix, what was it? What was it? It wasn't peppermint schnapps. That's what he tried to tell people originally. It was peppermint schnapps. No, what he did was he grabs. He found some asthma pills and he ground up these asthma pills and he ground them up and he made them into the water. Ground them up into the water and he swished them all up and made this water real powerful. So when Pryor drank the water, he initially immediately got this asthma drug into his system, which gave him more oxygen at the time. Bottom line is he was able to come off that stool after that big right hand in the 13th round, come off that stool in the 14th round and stop Alexis Arguello in a big surprise to a lot of people. But at the end of the night, was that size? Did that boil down to size? Did Arguello just go up too much or did the prior cheat and Arguello go up too much? That's probably what it was. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. We'll continue with the story, history, of course, November 13th, 1982. Man, remember when he's... When Riddick Bro used to appear on the show all the time when he was a kid, a big fat kid. He was an amateur, and then, of course, as a professional. I remember in 1988 at the Olympic trials, we were in Concord, California. I think he had won the trials, and, of course, he would go on to lose to Lennox Lewis in the Olympic finals, uh, Olympic gold medal finals in 1988. But Riddick Bro was a fat kid in, in Concord, California. And Jack Fisk, I think he was like 80 years old or 78 years old, something like in the 70s. The retired HBO, a uh, retired uh, San Francisco Chron- Chronicle boxing writer, Hall of Famer, okay? So he goes, uh, well, do you really think you're going to make it to the gold medal like fat like that? Oh, oh, no, he didn't say like in that kind of condition because, you know, he was sitting there on a desk after a fight and his belly was hanging over his cup and talking about Riddick Bell, of course, a former world heavyweight champion. And Jack Fisk called it just like it was and, you know, Riddick took offense to that, but Riddick's problem was in his life discipline. I'll never forget him being on my show um, and him telling me about his house being remodeled. I said, oh, you remodeled your house, Riddick? I was, oh, yeah, I got it going on, Pedro. I said, tell me about it. He was, well, I had a kitchen built in my bedroom. I said, huh? He was, yeah, I had a kitchen built in my bedroom. I'm saying to myself, this is a dude that's got weight issues to begin with, and he's got a kitchen built in his bedroom. Hmm, I don't think that sounds good as far as conditioning and being slim and maintaining your type of physical edge to be a heavyweight champion. I knew that was a little amiss. And of course, and then we did a show from from Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Lake Tahoe, he was training for uh, one of the big fights down there in Vegas. And of course, he was coming down from 300 pounds. A guy would go up to 300 pounds each time and come down to three, you know, 250, 245 and look pretty good. But you know, you, you can't push that weight as you grow older. He kept trying to do it. He was a fat kid as a teenager and ended up being a fat guy as a heavyweight pro. I remember after the heavyweight championship, after his, his loss, of course, the fights with Holyfield and that kind of good stuff, after his prime was gone, 
I did a comeback fight with him for a promoter, Tony Holden, in Mills Lane. Let's get it on boxing is what that was called. We were in uh, Miami. They called it Miami. It's called Miami is the way it's spelled. But Miami, Oklahoma. And Riddick Bowe is going to fight some stiff by the name of Pedro Fernandez or Scott Cuddy or some hobo like that. Bottom line is the guy looked across the ring. wasn't much across the ring. But Riddick Bowe wasn't much at that point in time either. He was close to like 300 pounds. I mean, he had a big old belly. So I didn't know what to do. And I'm the ring announcer. So, hmm, Riddick comes over to me and goes, mm, tell everybody I'm 261 pounds. I said, yeah, right. I can't tell anybody you're 261. There's no way you're 261. No way, no how. Bottom line is Riddick Bowe on the 13th. Won the undisputed world heavyweight champion with a unanimous nod over Las Vegas in Las Vegas over the real deal of Vander Holyfield. All three judges saw it for uh, Riddick Bowe. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. 
Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499-800-516-2499-800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. And I can listen to this song all day. Talk about Mary Wells, of course, recording the Motown Studios, Grandview Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, Motown, baby, Hitsville, USA. Tonight's boxing odds. Wow. Kell Brook, a minus, uh, take that back, a plus 1,000. Plus He's a 10 to 1 underdog. Bottom line is Terrence Crawford looking like 13 to 1 if you want to bet him. So bottom line is the end of the day, you know, this is a one-sided fight as far as the odds, maker, odds makers are concerned. But then again, a fortnight ago, they thought that Teofimo Lopez was a four and a half or five to one underdog to Vasil Lomachenko, and he was going to lose going away, and that didn't happen, did it? But the bottom line is uh, a different fighter uh, in Kell Brook, of course, than Teofimo Lopez. He was an undefeated. He's been busted up. Plus 925 on one odds one maker. Minus 1,300 is Terrence Crawford on the other end of that. Bottom line is Danny Garcia, of course, and Earl Spence can hook it up for the one of the WBI. Forget what, forget even what title it is, but 147-pound title. Danny Garcia plus 360 underdog, and of course um, Earl Spence a minus 450 favorite. You know, in the old days we used to do fights that were closer than that. In other words, if a fight was like four to one, you got four to one both ways. You didn't get three and a half. Three and a half to one. one. It's sort of like they're taking a whole point away here from me. I don't know what's going on. I guess that's the sports books of today. And, of course, November 28th. Uh, oh, November 22nd is the Danny Garcia Earl Spence card. And November 28th, uh, Danny Jacobs, a 30 to one favorite over Gabriel Rosado. I thought Rosado could fight a little bit better than that. But, no, 15 to one is what you're going to get if you want to bet Rosado. It's 30 to one if you want to bet uh, Daniel Jacobs. That's not too good. Cool. Mike Tyson. And Roy Jones, Mike Tyson, minus 180 in an exhibition, of course, going down November 28th for us. Roy Jones, plus 150. I don't know. Can you bet on an exhibition? Are exhibitions for real? They were when I fought. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live World. I wouldn't let nobody get out of the ring without knowing they were in the ring with me. I don't care if it was an exhibition or not. Anyway, bottom line is you've been tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 37-plus years now, you're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. My producer... Back in the city by the bay, the incomparable Scott Cuddy. I thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget the Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Comes to you at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. On Sunday, we'll have the godfather, retired HBO godfather, Larry Merch in the house. No doubt about that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You'll be doing a million things right now, but you listen to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, and I thank you so much for that. Until then, peace, love, and lots of respect. <laughs>